Don, how you doing? Fine. Doesn't showing your face. Well, to tell the truth. That's so always a good idea. It's true. Okay, okay. I guess I'm a little squirrely. Yeah, in what way? The holidays. We got to get the house ready for Thanksgiving dinner with my extended family, clean the whole place, and my wife will be stressing the high heaven. There'll be a lot of drinking, and uh, that may be a trigger. I mean, I'm not going to drink, but my grandfather just died. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, it's going to be awkward, and my crazy uncle-in-law would be spouting politics all over the table in the form of a prayer, and I don't like it. And the kids are going to be going ape shit, running around the house, and then the Christmas music starts the next day. Hell, it's already started, and I got to buy presents. I hate shopping, and all the crowds pushing, shoving, and the Christmas parties, which I have to go to, especially work, and they'll be drinking, and my friends are having dinner, and they'll be drinking and, and expectations and, and I, I gotta buy a tree and decorate the house. The dang lights from last year won't work, I'm sure. You know, God, Christmas Day itself up at the crack of stop. Take a breath, man. How do we stay sober? One day at a time, Sonny. That's it. You keep on like this in no time at all, you'll be boiled, boiled as, as an owl. owl! Live from the Boiled Owl, it's the OMG It's Here Again Holiday Special! <laughs> Welcome to the Boiled Owl Coffee Club Podcast, the meeting after the meeting where we... Oh, wait, that's you. <laughs> I'll Keep going. Go ahead. You want to no. do it? The meeting after the meeting where we talk about our experience living sober. We don't speak for Alcoholics Anonymous. This is only our experience. We have no monopoly on sobriety. If you don't like our approach, that's okay. There's lots of ways to live and lots of ways to live sober. This works for us. I'm Don. No, you're not. You're Sam. I'm Don. Oh, hey, Don. How you doing, man? Hi, Sam. <laughs> I'm doing well, uh, except I'm a little squirrely. Well, yeah, I went. This is the holidays. Oh, my up. God. Not again. <laughs> yeah, it's coming up again, Sam. And, you know, last year, I had a hard time during the holidays. Yeah? Yeah. What happened to me last year was I didn't go to, I didn't prepare myself for the holidays like I always have. I've been sober, you know, a long time, 24 years. You yeah, think, that's think a whippersnapper okay? by some standards. I well, mean. that's true enough. Uh, particularly, I was just on the old timers panel. This no, time. you were not on the panel. That you was the moderator. Yes, yeah, yes. Was the moderator. Yeah, you were too young to be on the panel. I was playing an old timer. <laughs> the uh, and I was not an old timer. No, you weren't. No, this was thirty five years minimum. Well, I think seventy two was the earliest date I heard. I think you're right. Yeah, that was a long time ago. I was two years old, Ooh. but. You know, even but what I'm saying though is that even having 24 years of sobriety, when I first got sober, I went to meetings every day before the holidays to get prepared. Yeah, and I was letting go every day 
all the time because it's like, how am I going to get through this season when I first got sober? That's it. And then throw on top of that for me, you know, anytime holidays came around, in the, in, particularly in that first year of sobriety, you know, my routine was messed up. And I had no idea what to do with me. That's, that's a big part of it. And then here we get this cluster of holidays at the end of the year. And there's all these things that are just routine upsetting. Yep. What do I do with me? And it's important for me to go to meetings regularly and remember who I am and what I'm about. And I've got to be letting go every day. And I've got to let go of expectations. And I didn't do that last year. And I got really pissed off on Christmas Day. Was that because I didn't bring you a present? And I couldn't let go of it. Well, and I'm still, you didn't have anything there I to let to go of. I my sponsor. I mean, I'm still waiting for an amends. Yeah, let me know how that's working for you. <laughs> but, no, but I had expectations of how Christmas Day was going to go, and it went differently than what I was planning, and I let it get to me. And what was that about? I was doing my old behavior, and I wasn't staying in the moment, letting go, accepting things as they are, and, you know, thinking of others. and looking. Instead, it was like what I wanted, and it wasn't going my way. And... I was taken by surprise. I, I had no, yeah. and I think what happened to me was that I didn't prepare myself for it by going to meetings regularly beforehand and getting my mindset and getting um, into the routine of letting go, pulling into the center of your spiritual gas giantness. That's it. That's yes. it. Yes. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> so, well, let's see if our guests can say it better. Well, this is this is great because we thought we'd do a holiday special and talk about this so that we'll all get prepared. So we've asked two guests that we've had here before and they've returned just for the OMG It's Here Again holiday special. Hi, y'all. Who are you? My name is Alex. I'm an alcoholic. Hey, Alex. Alex. Glad you're back. <laughs> Hi, I'm Miranda. I'm still an alcoholic. Hi, still. Hi. <laughs> glad you're back too, huh? Me too. It's good to be here. So we'll talk about the individual holidays first, but just in a general way, what's your experience with the holidays before you got sober or maybe your first year, Alex? Uh, Wow. My, uh, I got sober on, uh, May 5th, 2008. So I got sober on a, on a Mexican drinking holiday, which was great. So I had a little bit of time. I had maybe six months, I think before the holidays happened, but you know, my, my parents, you know, and my sister were still, holy God, is she going to get drunk? Like, is she going to even show up? What's going to happen? You know, um, sort of thing. And you know, Thanksgiving was, I'm so grateful. She's sober. She's sober. Oh my God. She's sober. Holy, you know, and I'm like, I'm, I'm, you know, I have six months sober, you know, leave me alone, <laughs> you know, sort of thing. And, um, and it was really hard. I was, I think at seven months sober, I was working on, uh, step six and seven and I didn't want to, to do, I didn't want to humbly admit, you know, any, I was fighting with my parents. It was very tense. It was very awful. I didn't know at the time that I could leave. I didn't know at the time that there were things that I didn't have to tolerate. I didn't know at the time. That you could set boundaries. That I could set boundaries, that I could stay safe. And so we got into huge fights. And um, and it was very, 
awful. I did go to meetings. I did go to a lot of meetings, but it was a lot of fighting and a lot of just really tense, horrible moments. Eventually, I learned that I could set boundaries and stay safe and, and do that sort of thing. But yeah, for the first couple of years, it was it was horrible. <laughs> Did you have to uh, travel to see family during those holidays? Um, not my first holidays. I stayed sober uh, for the first three years in New Bern, and that's where my parents lived. And I was living with my sister, and so it was all just this enmeshed sort of disaster of not being able to escape and finding a safe space. I didn't, I didn't know what to do. Um, I didn't get drunk. I didn't even feel the need to get drunk. But it was definitely a trial and all I can think of to say is a tribulation, but whatever, <laughs> to, to my serenity, you know, of, and then I would go to meetings and I would, I would whine and complain about my family and, you know, I would sit outside of uh, Avenue D is where I got sober and I would sit outside for hours just to have somewhere that I could go and, and feel that I could be at peace with a higher power um, and not be surrounded by, by family because it was too much in the wow. early days. Yeah, but that worked. It did. Um, I did stay sober um, to, to have, like I said, I sat outside on a bench and, you know, people would show up and I would, I would whine and complain and, you know, I was surrounded by my people. <laughs> Were there uh, alcathons going on at Avenue D? Wait a minute. What's an alcathon? What's a an red alcathon? robin. Well, that's one of those things where you pour a shot and you <laughs> try to run 26 <laughs> miles without spilling it. <laughs> alcathons often happen during holidays, particularly uh, um, Christmas and New Year's, sometimes Fourth of July or other things like mm -hmm. that. But it's uh, a lot of the clubhouses will put on an alcathon mm -hmm. where uh, meetings are held around the clock. So about every other hour, I think, is how they tend to do it. Um, mm -hmm. And home groups will come in and sponsor those meetings, or individuals will will do that. But meetings are just made available throughout that weird time of holiday right. of what the hell that, do I do with that me? other mm -hmm. other time? Yeah, where time is different. So, which is so good for the newcomer. Um, we did have a turkey dinner sort of thing that would last, mm -hmm. you know, four or five hours, and then they would have other meetings, and we had like four meetings a day, and so I just I just stayed over there and, um, and was surrounded by my people to be okay. I didn't know what else to do. My, I didn't have all the tools that I had today, and I just, I just needed to be surrounded by other alcoholics. I love that you said surrounded by my people yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, it, it really is, it, particularly for me in those early days, it was being surrounded by my people, not my family, mm -hmm. that I needed. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. Yeah, family's really hard. I, I mean, I love my family. I, I have a good relationship with my family, but um, it's hard. It's stressful. Being and there's around. a really good reason that I don't live with my family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Miranda, mm -hmm. what was your experience your first year sober with the holidays? Well, my first Thanksgiving Christmas is kind of all meshed together. It was uncomfortable. <laughs> it felt needly. Does that does that make needly. sense? I felt like I was on needles, like pins needly. and needles. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But the thing was is that I I I've always traveled for holidays since my parents have been split. So I always had like a choice of five different places to go. So I chose the safest place to go for the holidays was with people who I knew wouldn't drink around me, which was fine because I was always the drunk at the holidays. 
<laughs> so that was really hard for me to sit in any type of festivity with my family, even though I love them, but they're still family. Mm-hmm. And you just, you're just sitting there just kind of with your ass clenched, just like, I would really, you know, if I could just be sitting here with a whiskey right now, this would, the, the, it would be nice. So much. And it was hard. Yeah. It was really hard. It was uncomfortable, even though it wasn't horrible. So that. I have a really weird thing that happens with me around the holidays that I just get in a very bad mood for about a month and a half. And this was the first holiday that I had to do it sober. And why you know, is that? I, to, I don't know. I really don't know. It's happened for years and years. I just, you know, I get very control freak and it's just, it's the warm, beautiful glow of the fucking holidays. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it just does it. The moment October is over and you just hear that little ding, ding, ding. It's like all of a sudden something inside me. It's like a little, you know, a wrench just or whatever just starts squeezing together. And suddenly I'm just. Uh, it's, it's funny. It's like, you know, there's the song. It's the most, most wonderful, wonderful time of the year. And I'm Not like. Always. <laughs> I, I, don't tell me it's the most wonderful right? time. It's the first time I heard. Someone give me, they had a card with their name on it, and it said, happy, joyous, and free, in quotation marks. And I went, happy, joyous, and free? I can be sober and not be happy, joyous, and free. Because that's attractive as hell. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. beginning to look a, a lot, lot like, like, fuck this. this. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love that so much. I do. Oh. So I think what that bad mood is, is mm. the other time of the holidays mm-hmm. where time is different. We layer expectations mm-hmm. on top of the holidays. Mm-hmm. Terrible expectations. And you've got to go everywhere do. and you got to do everything and you got to do it with a smile on your face when you're, what, I got sober in February. You so. will be happy. Yeah. But, but the thing about it is, is that like Alex was saying, like, you know, People who know that you're sober, especially if it's your first Christmas sober, kind of have that eye on you like, how you doing? And it's like, <laughs> I don't want to think about it. That's how I'm doing. You know, I mean, my last, I can remember my last Christmas drinking. No, I can't. I'm just kidding. No, I can't remember my last Christmas <laughs> drinking, actually. I was like, wait, no, that was like years before. I don't remember my last Christmas drinking, you know, but I just, oh, God, what a, oh, God. It was hard. <laughs> just thinking about it now, I'm like, Jesus Christ, that was hard. Yeah, good times. You know, I remember with with my um, drinking days of the holidays. It was it was first of all on Christmas Eve. I was definitely out at the bars getting drunk, yeah. and then the next day, I'm hungover as hell, mm-hmm. and I've got to go to Granny's house to do Christmas with Granny mm-hmm. and uh, with uh, my my mother and stepfather and and Greg and all that and and the uh, what had to happen was I had to leave as soon as possible because mm-hmm. I wasn't fully present because I was hungover as hell. Oh yeah. And I also wasn't fully present because my focus was getting out of there so I could drink again. Yeah. I wasn't really there. That was the thing that sucked. What I also think, and, you know, I tend to make up memories these days because it was a while ago. I do too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I know that getting to meetings mm-hmm. was so important to me in those times that the uh, at Christmas time, 
uh, that first Christmas, that first sober Christmas, uh, I imagined that I was probably ready to get out of the house then too. Yeah. So I could get to back to Greensboro to, to go to a meeting yeah. and be with my people mm-hmm. once again. I had a cool thing happen on uh, on New Year's, though, for my first sober New Year's. I was uh, flying out to New Mexico with Granny. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had decided to go spend time with the family out there. And I had already done my homework. This was the first sober trip, that, and I knew where my meetings were and had made arrangements so I could go to meetings while I was there. And I went to three while I was staying there. But on the way there, we had a plane change in, I think it was in Detroit, Mm -hmm. And as we were approaching the gate to board the second plane, I saw something shiny in the floor about no, 10, 15 feet away. And we, you know, there's people lined up in front of us. And I'm like, well, surely somebody's going to pick this thing up. And nobody picked it up. And when I bent over and picked it up, it was one of the aluminum uh, AA chips that we hand out as a start chip here in Greensboro. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, talk about having a little moment. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I've done my homework. I'm, do, I'm prepared and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be okay. You're, you got a message that you're on the right path. Yeah. Perhaps. Maybe the universe was conspiring for me. That's right. What I think of is that before recovery, I was driving in a rainstorm with the windshield wipers off and I could see the road I could see where the road bent, and I could I could follow the path, though I did tend to run into the ditch occasionally, <laughs> and it was difficult. Or sometimes I would turn down some path and just end up in terrible trouble. In recovery, I've got the windshield wipers on, and so I can see what's in front of me and make decisions that are a lot better decisions than I could make before recovery. And when I'm so when I'm doing that, I get messages that I'm on the right path. Things yeah. things happen to me that didn't happen to me before because I would make one bad decision and then be faced with two more decisions after that. Both of those ended up being bad mm-hmm. and then I, I'm going down a path here. But if in recovery I can make a bad decision or a good decision. If I make a good decision, then two doors open up and, you know, I can make another good decision and another good decision. And those doors are opening up to me because I'm on the path. And you're not stepping on the toes of your fellow men because you use your turn signals. Mm. That's nice. Yes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm that a needs good to be on a bumper sticker. <laughs> 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 Okay, so what's what is are the holidays like for you now? Like last year, what what do you do now that you didn't do that first year that you couldn't didn't even know? I mean, my first year of recovery, I didn't know how to do it. I was just like, get me through this, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I find, give me some path through this thing, and I and I got through it, and and, and you know, I I I had a good time that first year thanks to recovery but i was it you know there were times i wanted to drink but you know actually let's do thanksgiving first well don real quick i just want to thank you for these cookies but i want to say they're a lot better when they don't have those damn owl feathers in them (laughs) (laughs) made with real owls made with real owls those are not Nuts. Those are beaks. 
Oh, so they're safe for you. So I'm if you have a nut. Uh-huh. Oh, you're allergic <laughs> to beets. Too. How convenient. <laughs> so Thanksgiving, the I so I got sober uh, May 30th. So I don't know. Thanksgiving, I was that was the first time after the first month where I really wanted to drink mm-hmm. Thanksgiving night. And it was like, I, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. And I went to this meeting that was a gratitude meeting. Oh, God. Yeah. And I went in there and it was like, they were going around the room and each person was going to share, had to share what they were grateful for. And I'm sitting there going, this is bull. <laughs> That's just horrible. I mean, I'm gratitude meeting. All, these, Those are hor- all <laughs> these people being grateful. And I'm like, well, and so when it came to me, I You're said. You're a mean one, <laughs> Mr. Grinch. <laughs> Mr. Don. When it, came to, when it came to me, I said, I'm Don. I'm an alcoholic. I want to drink. I'm not grateful. I don't, I don't know how I'm going to make it through tonight. And. And that was the most perfect thing God, that you could have great. said in that moment. I bet how there were people great. grateful for that. It, yeah. <laughs> they were, they were, and people helped me, and I got through it. I got through that night. But you know, I could, I wasn't able to experience gratitude at that time. I couldn't be thankful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The longer I stay sober, safety is very, very important to me because I was never safe when I was drinking, and. Um, you mean physically safe? Physically, emotionally, spiritually, I need to be in a safe space. And sometimes with my family, you know, if there's fighting going on or super tense moments or whatever, you know, I can feel it building up and I can say, I don't want to be a part of this. I'm going to back off for a little while. And I can, I've, I've spent uh, several years um, learning how to set those boundaries because before I would have either sat and been terrified or joined in and made the situation much, much worse. And now I can back away from those things. Um, I go to a lot of meetings. Um, I pray and ask how I can be helpful. You know, it says our primary purpose to sit today is to fit ourselves to be of maximum service to God and to our fellows. How can I be of service? You know, can I cook something? Can I clean something? Can I sit in silence? Can I play music? What, what would help me to be helpful? I also always have an escape route. If things get too scary, I can leave. Today I do travel for the holidays and I can go. I haven't had to do that, but I'm able to do that. I haven't had to, to leave to go home to Greensboro, but I've you know said I'm going to go to a meeting. I, I don't want to be a part of this right now. And the other thing is my parents... They're still grateful, but when we go around the table to say what we're grateful for, my sobriety has now become a part of our life. And they don't, they're not, oh my God, she's sober. Oh my God, she's sober. Thank God she's sober. And um, <laughs> They're not, they're not calling it out. It's no, just part yeah, of you it's now. It's, it. it's a part. And, and that is, is so amazing. It was like, I think four or five years sober <laughs> before they quit. You know, oh my God, she's sober. Oh my God, you must have been a terror. I was a terror. And, um, you know, today they're just like, you know, I'm grateful she has a job. I'm grateful, you know, whatever, whatever. Alex, uh, how long have you been sober now? Uh, Ten years. Huh. Um, you know, I'm grateful that she's a part of our life and she's here, you know, rather than she's sober. Oh, I thought she was talking about me. Oh, we're totally, uh, I'm glad I'm totally part of your life, too. Of <laughs> I'm just joking. Sorry. <laughs> so... 
But you know, I mean, that is a cool thing talking about the amount of time, you know, in, in those early years, there was that, that gratitude, uh, whether mm-hmm. in your case spoken or not spoken of the family that yeah. like, thank God he's not drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, it, that this thing about trust is an earned thing. Mm-hmm. And that is, that speaks directly to that, that, that after some time, your family is not questioning and that's kind of what it is, is a questioning of, is she going to stay sober? Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just part of who you are now. How cool is that? It's very cool. So, uh, Miranda, what about what? how's the holidays? How do you approach it now compared to your first year? Um, I think, well, life has changed a little bit since that first year. Um, yeah, I've, I've got, um, in-laws now that I have to figure out where I'm going to go and, um, we're dragging a child along with us. How old? Four. Mm -hmm. Um, that's great. Yeah. Oh, it's wonderful. That's what makes she is a great distraction. (laughs) (laughs) If you just need to escape, it's like, oh, Josephine's burning down something in the other room. I'll be right back. (laughs) But, um, I think. We have a choice today. I think so. that's something that I never realized before. It's that we have a choice today on what we're going to go do. And, um, yeah, I'll say it, it does get a little easier if you just want to blame it on your child and just be like, you know, I think we're just going to either stick closer to home or, or do this or we're going to go here. We try to take it easy today, mm. uh, you know, and maybe we'll bring a side. Maybe we won't. I, I think we just try to just go and, and relax because – Honestly, Thanksgiving has always been more of a, just a relaxing holiday since I got sober, since my husband got sober. And like I said, we choose the easiest house to go to, just mm-hmm. the most chill back, relaxed people. And we just, you know, other than the turkey and the, the, the really nice big stack of food, it's like any other Sunday, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, which is nice. But that's the way. That's yeah. the best way to handle it. It is, but it it's has like taken any other some day. work, you know. Mm-hmm. Like Alex said, because it, it. What's so crazy to me? Well, no, it's not crazy. It's a disease. Is that even? I can remember, you know, what you were saying and what you were saying that I could go to this very relaxing Thanksgiving with some of my favorite relatives who I've always adored. And it's still that, God, you know, I'm having such a great time. Wouldn't a drink just make this better? Mm-hmm. You know, that it's still even happily sober. Not not today. This is many, many years ago. But even, you know, a, a few years into sobriety, just in this nice situation at the holidays, there I am. I'm still thinking, damn, I miss having a whiskey at Thanksgiving. Or damn, I miss having a white Russian just sitting back watching the football game, having a white Russian hungover as hell from the day before. Mm-hmm. You know, like with mashed potatoes in my stomach and I'm just going to fall into a coma. It'd be <laughs> nice to have some alcohol. You know, so it's just... I'm glad for meetings that day. I know that we try to at least get to one that day or the day before or, or, or get them in before we go just because it gets crazy. Even if you're not around people who make you crazy... It's still crazy. Go, 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 go. Because, you know what? I say this and then I try to remember something. Is that these, the alcathons, is that there are people who go to these who don't have anywhere to go. Yeah. And so sometimes I tend to get started on, well, we just have to go here. We just have to go there. We just have to go there. And then, you know, even though family can drive you crazy, I am very grateful today that we do have so much family that wants us around. 
Mm-hmm. It, I forget that sometimes. Yeah. But it still drives you batshit sometimes. <laughs> but, well, um, yeah. it can. At, I find that now, in the past few years, I have been able, with the exception of last Christmas morning, <laughs> uh, and but in the in the past few years, I really have been able, it, amazingly, to relax into the day on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. or on Christmas, and I, we have a big family event with both my wife's family and my family, and to be able to relax and simply be there and enjoy myself. And I couldn't do that, you know, after a certain about two hours back when I was drinking, I wanted out of there. Mm-hmm. It was like, I don't want to be here anymore. I can spend all day now and just yeah. really enjoy being with people. And and it really helps to look at where can I be helpful and how can I help out here? How can I help out in the kitchen? How what can I do? If somebody sit sitting alone, and you know, I'll sit and talk to my uh, father-in-law or something like that, and get my uh, uncle out of my aunt's hair before she kills him. Yeah, <laughs> to, to be aware yeah. of what's going on, and but and, you're there, like what you said there. is so profound about your present because you're not sitting there worried about when can I leave. To get drunk. That's amazing. To get drunk. To get drunk or just yeah. to get the hell out, yeah, to which do whatever. Which is to it's get out. Which is to get which, out. To get out of the whole thing, you know. And I want to drink and be here with you, but what I really want to do is get out of here yeah. to, and get drunk. So it's a little bit easier. I like Alex, you talked about having an ex- escape route. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, I, you know, I didn't know that that existed. Me either until a sponsor told me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What a difference to be able to, I, you know, I don't have to do everything. And if I decide to participate in a Christmas party, a family event, I can leave mm-hmm. if I make plans in advance to have an escape room. How am I going to leave? So I don't go to a Christmas party with somebody else, and then I'm going to be stuck there. And, well, and then, and there's practical things in in play there as well of, of of like simple little single steps like don't park where you're going to get blocked in. You drive mm-hmm. your so you you don't go with someone who might stay the whole time that, mm-hmm. that and not leave when you want to. So if you do drive yourself, park somewhere where you're not going to have someone parking behind you blocking you in. That can happen. These things that are yeah. that are so simple. I'll tell you right now, the Irish exit. I am damn good at that shit. Yeah. Um, I might make a nod or even a hug to the host. Now the Irish exit. I'm is. about to explain it. I might make a nod or, or a hug to the uh, to the host, mm-hmm. but that's it for goodbyes. I'm just gone. Oh, uh, where's Sam? I, I don't know. He was he here was ten minutes ahead. ago. Um, I don't have to say goodbyes. I can walk right out and be okay with that. I I thought about you yesterday. I have to say this. I thought about you yesterday because we were at a play date and Josephine did her first Irish exit. I was like, honey, we're going to go ahead and go. And she just kind of gathered up her stuff and just sat at the doorway. And then she just started flittering out the door. And I just started cracking up. I said, there's Sam with his Irish accent. And the the woman goes, we were talking about, I said, I have a friend who does an Irish accent. And my daughter is apparently taking after him right now. And that, but I never knew you could do that before. I always thought you had to make a big grand scene and say goodbye to everybody. And Mm -hmm. well, you you know, it takes 30 minutes to say goodbye in the South. It takes 30 minutes (laughs) to say goodbye in the South. Or even, you know, this is going to sound crazy. You don't have to go. 
That's true. You don't have, you to, don't go. have to go and, to everything. And, and, and I can say that I'm going to go, mm-hmm. and I can I can mean it whenever I have yeah. said that I'm 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 planning on going. And if I am not in the right headspace to be in that mm-hmm. place, it is fine for me not to show up. Now I have within me a, a an integrity thing of. I might not reach out before the party to say I'm I'm not going to come after all, mm-hmm. but I will follow up with the host to say I'm really sorry I couldn't make it. And and so far as that Irish exit thing too, I will say you know thanks to other mm-hmm. people or great seeing you or something on, on Facebook or whatever mm-hmm. later. But you know it it's perfectly fine not to show up even if you said you would because quite frankly if I get drunk. Y'all ain't going to see me again anyway. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So me not showing up to one thing is a hell of a lot better than me not showing up again, mm-hmm. period. That's been the biggest, one of the biggest things is learning. You're allowed to say no. You're allowed to yeah. say no. Yeah. It's, gr- it's great to be loved. It's great to be liked. It's great to be wanted. And it's even greater when you realize you can just, you can just say no, kids. You and, you you don't e- and you don't even have to give it a reason. Yeah, you don't have to. I don't know. Have, when, you, when you have to, you don't have to lie anymore. Yeah. You don't have to come up with some reason like you used to whenever you were hungover or whenever you were anything. You just have to say, no, I'm not going to make it tonight. What do you say if you're at a party and someone says, Alex, here, have a beer? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, thank you. They don't know Alex. <laughs> yeah. But what if they say, no, come on, have a beer? You know, be honest. <laughs> well, I you can cuss. Get well, the fuck away from me. <laughs> well, to to be to be quite frank, I don't go to a lot of places where alcohol is served just because mm-hmm. my yeah. my friends are all in AA. I went to a Christmas party last year um, with my boyfriend, and there was alcohol being served, and no one offered it to me. I haven't really run into that a whole lot. If I say no, thank you. They're not me. They're not like, why not have have this? You know, go go get drunk. Exactly. You know, sort of thing. And I've <laughs> and and it tends to work out. Um, if they're really pressing you, they might have a drinking problem. That's I was true. Say, too. Yeah, I, was I say, did that with a guy. I'm a who was, fucking alcoholic. Can no, you support my habit? Go around trying <laughs> to get everyone drunk. What I really like <laughs> yep. though, Alex, is yep. that you weren't butt hurt that they didn't offer you alcohol. <laughs> Yeah. Right? I mean, you yeah. know, it's what's it, what's what's with these I, normal people? I mean, you know, and there were there were glasses sitting all around and I'm going half drank. Half drank. And oh, that's just wrong. It's so right? weird. I'm like, what is wrong no, with you people? people? But to to be honest, I don't show up at a at a lot of places where alcohol is served. My family doesn't really drink, so it just and it's not I am free to go anywhere in the world today, you know, for the most part. When when I do this deal, what about you, Miranda? If you've been in any situations where people are drinking a party, a business work party, or something like that, and someone offers you to, how do you refuse? What do you say? Um, I'm, for somebody new who's listening to this, I yeah. mean, what are, what are they going to do? I well, I'm like Alex. I hang out with our people a lot. We stick together. <laughs> um, I'm going to let you have your hand back now. I'm like holding Alex's hand over here. Um, it's nice. It is nice. She's my friend, y'all. She's not just some stranger. Anyway, so <laughs> the only time that this really happened around the holidays was, and it was work-related, I went to a retirement party right after the Christmas party that night. So I was like doing, 
you know, everyone retires at the end of the year kind of a thing. So um, there was a girl there, and uh, she was sitting next to me. And for some reason, she had two shooters in front of her. Should have figured something out. But she tasted one, and she was like, oh, this is really good. You should try this. And I was like, no, 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 that's okay. And she goes, no, really. And she pushed the drink in front of me. This Mm -hmm. was my first Christmas sober. Mm -hmm. And I scooted back against the wall like someone had just him me up against the wall. Did you recoil as I if reco- from a hot I flame that, that was in reco- my head I literally too. recoiled. I absolutely like recoiled back and my coworker Josh was was sitting next to me and he knew and um I said I can't you need to get that away from me. And she looked at me she goes are you an AA and before I could stop myself I said yes. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, pulls it <laughs> Whoa! away. And I went outside. <laughs> oh, it, it, I, you know, just thinking about it now, I'm getting chills because I've never had anyone push a drink in my face like that, ever. Well, no one had to whenever I was drinking, True but that. I've never had mm-hmm. anyone do it since I got sober. And I went outside and just kind of took a breather. I think I probably had a cigarette. And um, my, my coworker texted me. He was like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. I didn't want it. I did not want it. That was, it wasn't a, oh God, I'm going to grab it. It was like, Jesus, why are you doing that? You got to get that away from me. I like that, that you went outside. Mm-hmm. You yeah. took a break because yeah. it was affected. So it's okay to leave and yeah. pause. And yeah. Gather yourself together, say a prayer. Yeah. Calm down. Go, and you can go back in or you can leave. And I was in a leave. bar, you know, and, and I, I can count on one hand the number of bars I've been in. I've been in situations where... People have come up to me and offered me a drink, and particularly people that that I knew who knew that I used to drink. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it happened to me uh, at an art opening. You know, they had yeah. wine there, bar, and this lady came up and said, "Let me get you a glass of wine." I was going, "No," and she's going, "Why not?" And uh, I said, "Well, once I get started, there's just no end to it." Mm-hmm. And she went, kind of raised her eyebrows, and that was it. And it was like, I've never had anybody question it after exactly. saying that. Right. Because it's my choice, and it's the truth. You don't want to see me here drunk. Yeah. It blows my mind now that I think about it. And I mean, you know, you made the joke about, you know, how many times do we go out and we're pushing drinks on people? Oh, mm-hmm. have a drink, have a drink, I have a drink. It. So now anytime that you know happens why? to me, I see someone do that, I'm like, why does it matter to you? I said no. Why do you keep asking? We do it to make ourselves feel exactly. better so that I've, it, it's not obvious how exactly. much I am drinking, how much I need to drink constantly. I want other people drinking. So oh, it's... absolutely. I was that girl at the bar. Everybody come drink. Because when I lived up in Virginia, like Sam was saying, the, the thing, no one in this town stayed in this town once they graduated from high school. So everyone would leave and everyone would come home for Christmas and they would all congregate at the same bar. At Christmas. Mm. And so everybody was in this bar just getting blitzed at Christmas time. And this was this was what people did. This was like part of the Christmas tradition. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I was that girl at the bar just, you know, spending money like I had a job of which I had none. <laughs> you know, just trying to get everyone to drink with me. And now it's like, wow, that really must have made people feel very uncomfortable whenever I did that. Because not everyone was like, okay. Yeah, but the alcoholics loved you. The alcoholics loved me, you know? (laughs) Okay, so we know that escape route is one thing. With the holidays coming, what are the things that we're going to do that are going to help us to maintain our sobriety and be present and be okay during the holidays? What are we going to do? I'm getting the hell out of town. 
Go to Hawaii. No, seriously. So, Each holiday? Uh, so so my holidays have really changed a lot over the years, um, over these past several years. Uh, and that's involved uh, mainly because you know holidays were at Granny's house. Thanksgiving and Christmas were always at Granny's house. And then when Granny moved to uh, my mother and stepfather's home in the mountains, you know, then it migrated there, but we only stayed for a little while and then went home. She died um, this past year. And then she was moved into independent living back here. Mm-hmm. And then she was put into a, a year later into nursing home, we'll say. Mm-hmm. And so the, the particular. So you got a tradition. We had a tradition of, of spending the holiday with Granny because Granny was the anchor. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the, the holiday was then finally put into these places where, you know, Granny had her little apartment in independent living, and then she had a room at the nursing home. And it was a thing of take the holidays to Granny and spend an hour or two with her and then leave. Mm -hmm. And so it it completely changed it. Granny died in November 2nd, last year, uh, 2017. And, you know, that changed everything. That changed everything. Uh, it worked out in a really cool way that Greg was had, had made plans for Thanksgiving with a friend and his family and had bought me a little Thanksgiving meal kit. He was going to make me a meal before he left. Mm-hmm. And when I woke up Thanksgiving morning last year, you know, just a few weeks after Granny had died, the first thing on my mind was to pack up all that food and go, go to my mother's. Mm-hmm. And because her husband was spending Thanksgiving with some of his family, and he had traveled. And so she was up on the mountain alone, and that's exactly what I did. And it was beautiful. And and she told me uh, later that we could have had peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and it would have been beautiful. Um, and, and, and that's how I get to show up. So my holidays have changed so much. This year, I don't like to travel on holidays anyway, but Thanksgiving is just not going to be a thing. I'll probably go to the Unity Club, and uh, they're they're doing something there. There's people at those meetings, even if you're feeling great, who need a meeting. Mm-hmm. So being able to show up at a meeting on a holiday is it's a service big deal. work. Yeah. It's a big deal, especially if you're in a good mood. Yes. Yeah. If, if you're able to listen or share some joy or, or just, you know, Be your there. presence That's is good. Right. Um, the other thing that, you know, holidays have changed so much, we're going to Key Largo for Christmas. Yes! Woo! You know, I Greg bought this RV, and I'm finally going to get to go on a trip in it. And we're driving down to Key Largo a few days before Christmas, and we're staying down there for a week. Oh and I, I'm excited because of how excited he is. So, so my holiday plan is to support Greg's joy. And out of that, I get to have fun. I'm definitely going to go to meetings while I'm down there. And, uh, but it's just one of those things. You're talking about getting out of yourself. Getting out of me and the hell out of town. But it is that. So I'm not going into it without a plan, so to speak, like you did last year. I'm I'm sure that I will have some moments Mm -hmm. where I'm going to need to go for a walk just because I need my alone time. I I need solitude at times. And I imagine in an RV that might be difficult. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't have... I don't have a holiday routine anymore. Yeah. That's I want to address that. You mentioned that your granny died and yeah. I, my uh, father-in-law died this past year and both of my parents are now gone. So I have all of these traditions 
that are, uh, well, actually what the holiday is. I think one of the reasons that it, holidays can be stressful is because it's the most wonderful time of the year. Everyone says that's what the advertising is. This that's is what what's being promoted. Make it be that. You and be you that. feel like it, you need to be that way. But in fact, it's, a, it's also a time of great sadness. It's an anniversary. Yeah. It is. If you've lived long enough, you've lost someone, and any anniversary for an alcoholic is difficult because it's different. Things are different than they used mm-hmm. to be. And that's, that can be very hard mm-hmm. to deal with. Mm-hmm. My, my granny was like yours. You know, when you talk about that anchor, that she was the anchor for, I mean, every Christmas as a child, even after my parents split, I always spent Christmas Eve at my grandmother's. And she's been gone 12 years. Mm-hmm. And and we still have Christmas Eve. She lived with my aunt towards the end. So we still have Christmas Eve at the house. And we still do a lot of the things that we used to do. And it's been a long time. But that absence is still in the room. And so as much as, you know, we all do love being together more and more, that's hard. What you just said, it's mm-hmm. hard. You know, even mm-hmm. no matter the time that's passed, it's I still... think it's good to acknowledge it yeah. and not mm-hmm. run away from it. Because running away from it is like not feeling my feelings mm-hmm. and not, you know, I need to acknowledge that that's going on. Like, w- we did Thanksgiving here at my house with extended family. And we don't do, we just don't do it here anymore. So one of the things is like you're talking about, Sam's letting go of tradition the way that you used to do mm-hmm. it, being okay with we're going to do it totally differently because it's, it's impossible for it to be the same anymore now that both my mother and my father have passed away and my father-in-law has passed away. And it's, mm-hmm. it's like not possible anymore to do it here in that way. But, uh, you know, I was sober. I remember one year, about six years ago, sober, and we had Thanksgiving here <laughs> and at the house. We had 13 oh family God. members here. <laughs> and I just reveled in it. I was like going, I'm going to be present. I'm going to be here. And it, it was beautiful with this incredible spread my brother is a musician. He played the piano. He played some hymns, and and uh, we gathered together and that, that kind of thing. And But the thing that is, is I can remember standing there and going, I've got to pay attention to this yeah. because this is a beautiful moment. Take this is in. a beautiful thing. Now, that's gone. I can't. That won't ever happen again. But that memory is pretty. But you're indelible, talking about it? it right now. Yeah. Yeah. But that it goes on, and the reason it was, it's so powerful is because I was sober and awake. Yes. And aware, mm-hmm. and I was like, I, I want to be here for everyone, and mm-hmm. be here to make everyone time as good as it can be here. Yeah. I think it's really important to to note you you said to to acknowledge this. But I think it's also important to 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 look at the distinction between a a good memory, oh yeah, and nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend posted on Facebook earlier today, you know, something along the lines of how old were you when you first experienced nostalgia? And the the comment thread that's going is talking about all kinds of things where people and and someone uh, commented that it was a bluesy feeling. That is so apt in describing it because that's that place where if I let myself go into that bluesy 
feeling and stay there. Mm -hmm. And it's an easy place to stay, particularly if you isolate. Mm -hmm. Morbid reflection. That morbid reflection, bingo. That's when the desire to not feel that can become so strong that for an alcoholic, taking a drink can absolutely kick in as an option. So we've got be present for others. So what Sam said, plus he's getting out of town. You you change tradition. You don't have to do what you did before. It's okay to to do something different. Acknowledge that there's some sadness around holidays from the past changing. What else are we going to do to stay sober, Alex? I think it's important, and Miranda kind of alluded to this, to realize that it's another day, you know, that because even though it's a holiday, even though I'm surrounded by by family or, or, you know, even if I'm not and I'm alone or, or what have you, that if I'm doing the deal, a drink is not going to attack me. It's not mm-hmm. going to come get me. The holiday doesn't make it this pause from AA where drinking has a way in, you know, that, that while I do this thing, I am safe, I am protected, that, you know, a Tuesday is a Tuesday, whether it's Christmas or Tuesday, I'm going to get drunk or stay sober, you know, depending on what I'm doing. You know, I, I, I absolutely love what we're talking about with traditions changing. My boyfriend's coming down this year. We'll see how that goes um you know it's uh it's um send us videos yeah. is this your traditional boyfriend <laughs> i don't know he's pretty non-traditional he's, isn't he? he's it's fine um but he's, he, lovely. he's lovely but you know it's i get to show up i get to be there and i i was never there before and whether I'm making a, a memory with, you know, we like to play oldies and, you know, sit and, you know, just sort of talk about our favorite Thanksgivings from old times, which, holy shit, that's ridiculous. But, <laughs> you know, because some of them were just bad. <laughs> but, uh, you know, or I'm helping in the kitchen or I'm helping clean the house or it can be a very spiritual thing to set because my family, bless them, they, they do get a little itchy with each other. Um, <laughs> you know, it can be very spiritual for me to say, I'm not going to be a part of this right now. I'm going to go to a meeting. I'm going to step outside. I'm going to, you know, and to come back and, you know, there to be that resolution of, whatever it's not it's not a deal anymore and I don't have to participate in crazy so going to a lot of meetings I go to a lot of meetings prior to and I make sure that I go to meetings while I'm down there um, and that I have an escape route that I am present that I am being helpful because sometimes sometimes you just want to sit on your ass and not do anything but (laughs) you know it it keeps me it keeps me present and you know for I don't get to see my family that much. And so to to be able to be there and to see them, you know, it, it is, my family is, bless them. I love them. I really do. And I couldn't say that for a long time. To just be able to be there for them and to be the daughter that I never was um, is huge. So to, to stay with prayer and with meditation, you know, how can I be of service? This 
when they get super crazy, this is a sick person. How can I be helpful? <laughs> you know, sort of thing. I like the like that. It's an ordinary day. So we need to do what we do on an ordinary day and keep it ordinary, which means when I wake up in the morning, I ask God to keep me sober. Mm-hmm. I do my prayer and meditation. I'm going to do that. I, during the day, I'm going to talk to another alcoholic, just what I do on an ordinary day the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to more meetings in advance of the holiday mm-hmm. so that I'm prepared. Anything else? Miranda? Yeah, what you up to, Miranda? Um, honestly, I think that it's a matter of prayer and meditation, like Alex was saying, definitely. This 2018 has kind of been my year of be gentle to yourself. So relax and take it easy, you know, mm-hmm. and just kind of thinking of the juxtaposition of my life between, you know, 2011 and 2018. You know, 2011, I was just you know, putting some gifts in the car and going over to dad's in 2018. It's like, I'm waking up a four year old cause Santa's here and family's coming and I'm like, Oh shit in the kitchen. And it's like, but the relaxing and taking it easy applies just as much in one year as it does mm. in the other, whether you're, you know, a, a mom trying to get shit on the table and, and hosting a Christmas or whether you're single and you're just out there, you know, just trying to find a meeting to get to, I think relax and take it easy. Mm-hmm. I love that. Be quiet and meditate and just be at peace. And remember to be gentle with yourself because you don't have to do everything just because it's Christmas, mm. you know? Just yeah. take that time for yourself. And you and I, I love the contrast you're talking about from 2011 to 2018. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was throwing some presents in the car and driving, driving to the house versus all of this that mm. is like a packed, packed day. But it doesn't have to be stressful. Mm-hmm. It can, st- and it's one of those things that I think that you know I, I don't have those stress. I don't. I don't have that packed day it's, thing. It's, I don't have a four year old. It's first world um, problems, my friend. But <laughs> but it's but it's but to me it's that thing of this period of time and sobriety, this mm-hmm. growth that you've had. Mm-hmm has prepared you to be able to take on things when they're going like this. And you can still breathe mm-hmm. while they're going. Yeah. You have and you to. don't <laughs> lose your shit. I, I had this memory I was sitting here. In case you didn't know, Alex was a bridesmaid at my wedding. <laughs> and I remember like there there came a point and, and Christmas is like a wedding day in my house now because everything is going on <laughs> and there came a point at the wedding, it was like I don't know, the photographer lens broke and Alex accidentally stole the alarm clock and all kinds of crazy shit was happening. It was accidental. It was accidental. But it's one of those moments where it's like the dice has been rolled. Roll with the dice. And it's like that at Christmas. The dice has been rolled. Christmas is going to continue whether or not I have my stuff on the table and my presents are Pinterest wrapped and I'm here and I'm there. Relax and take it easy. Just yeah. relax and take it easy. And expectation is resentment waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah. And there can be so many expectations <laughs> mm-hmm. with holidays. You gotta yeah. let go of those you expectations. Gotta let go of that shit. You gotta let go of that shit because you're gonna get pissed. Just drink some coffee. Put some. Get you your pumpkin or spice maybe, or your peppermint latte. Or, or, <laughs> or maybe if you're getting stressed, have a chamomile tea. Yeah, have a chamomile tea or a cookie. It's okay. Eat the damn cookie. It's Christmas. Have That's, two. Have two. Or it's got right. owls in it. <laughs> it's got owls in it. I love the smell of the boiling owl on the stove with the cinnamon. Yeah. 
and nutmeg. And, nutmeg <laughs> and a cinnamon stick and maybe a bay leaf. I think it's star anise. Star, star, star. <laughs> is it star anise or star anise? Anise sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to end the show. Thanks for joining us. The Boiled Owl Podcast is posted on the 1st and 15th of every month. Visit us at boiledowlaa.org or email giveahoot at boiledowlaa.org. If you want to know more about AA, Google Alcoholics Anonymous and your city or visit aa.org. Please note, Boiled Owl AA is produced by members of AA and only expresses our experience and opinions. It is not endorsed by AA World Services.